This is episode 8 of that podcast that I call Talk is Cheap and I'm Broke as Fuck. Now, deodorant is mandatory. That shit is mandatory. Mandatory. It's not optional. This ain't something you get to choose. Nigga, this is something you gotta do every single day. I don't care if it's cold, hot, Rain, sleet, snow, a volcano erupted down the street. Nigga, you got to wear deodorant. Nigga, I don't care if it's the last three days on earth, nigga. Deodorant is mandatory. Don't go out here trying new stuff, trying to wash with new soaps, trying not to use deodorant. Nigga, deodorant is mandatory. It's rude as hell to be walking around not wearing deodorant. As a man... You, not only as a man, but as a grown-up, you have decisions to make every day. It's decisions every day you got to make. And you got to make them by yourself. Wearing deodorant is not one of them. Nigga, that's a decision that was already made for you, nigga. It's already made for you. You don't get to choose. This is not optional. And all y'all niggas out here trying to be natural and, oh, I don't use deodorant, I don't shave. Nigga, alright, cool, be hairy if you want to, but goddamn, please have a common decency to put on some deodorant, my nigga. That's just, that's just hella unethical, dog. That's rude as hell. You got to really not give a damn about anybody around to be out here Musting up the place like that with your musty ass. Like, it even seemed like some ruthless shit. You ever walk into a place and see a musty motherfucker like, yo, that nigga look like he don't give a fuck about nothing. I know he musty right now, but it look like if he had to take a shit, he'll do it right in the middle of the floor. That's how damn ruthless musty niggas are. And how ruthless not putting on deodorant make you seem, nigga. You got to put that shit on for the greater good of mankind to preserve the earth. You out here polluting the air with all that musty shit, fucking up the game, giving niggas headaches and shit, making nigga want to go home with your musty ass. Done stunk up the whole room. Deodorant is mandatory, man. I don't want to hear, I don't want to smell none of that no more. It ain't no excuse Cause deodorant done came a long way as far as scientifically and shit like that and how long it lasts. Nigga, realistically, when I put on deodorant in the morning, see, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning, brush my teeth, put on deodorant, get dressed, all that, wash my face. I put on deodorant when I wake up at 4.30. I probably, I'm probably out until 5 o'clock working, sweating, and all that. My deodorant lasts all day through that. I don't know what kind of strong-ass armpits y'all fucking with, but my shit lasts. I don't know how, how it works. Like, nigga, your shit wear down when you get, nigga, ain't, I don't think it's no excuse. Well, I might just be selfish because I'm not one of you ill hygiene ass niggas out here. 
Nigga, I'll be fine. My deodorant will last. I'm good out here. I'm good in the hood. You can't smell me, nigga. Like, damn, dog. Got niggas out here smelling like a damn cheeseburger, old musty ass. See, thing is, everybody got different armpits. Some niggas got to do extra shit, and some niggas don't. So if you know you one of them niggas, one of them ill hygiene ass niggas that got to do extra shit, you need to do what you got to do to maintain and to keep that smell away. It's the, the polite thing to do. It's rude as hell to ignore it. Now that's that bullshit there. When you out in public and you know a nigga, like, I know this nigga, know he stank. And this nigga just trying to ignore it like it ain't him. Like he don't smell that shit. That's, that right there, that's some ignorant shit right there. That made me want to whoop a nigga ass right there. That's foul. Like, goddamn, any nigga who walk around like that must fucking kick puppies and shit like that. That nigga has no regard for human life or anybody for that matter. That nigga is ruthless. Now, the reason for all of this is because last weekend... It was me, my brother, and my homeboy went and met my baby mama and her friends at some fucking spot. And um, it was a white people spot. And don't give me that, what's a white people club? It was a, well, it was a bar. But y'all know what the fuck a white people club is and what a black people club is. Don't give me that bullshit. Y'all know what the hell I'm talking about. The crowd was... It was black people there. It was more white people, but it had its um, it had its fair share of black people. But its black people were like the most non-black black people you could ever see. Like niggas who run around and do Naruto shit. That was the crowd we was working with. But it was cool. They drinks won't they drinks won't that expensive. The DJ played the same five black people songs. The whole time, this motherfucker played that money shit by... No, he played Bodak Yellow by Cardi B. Nuck If You Buck like three times. Wipe Me Down like three times. This nigga played like the same fucking three songs. And had the nerve to play that Sheck West shit without playing Finito. That's how you know they white. That nigga was like, put some shit on. I don't know what these niggas listen to. But... It's mostly, it was a white bar, mostly white crowd. I walk in, and I got a fresh whiff of, like, what the fuck? What the hell was that? Like, the smell was so strong, that shit made me want to leave. Luckily, I didn't have to pay to get in. That shit, like, damn near ruined my whole night. Shit gave me a headache and all. Like, yo, who is that? Smell like... (laughs) Smell like mustard. Nigga smell like a cheeseburger out here. That shit. Oh, as soon as you walk in. And I was like, yo, this... Whoever this is, I couldn't tell who it was because the shit was so strong. 
you can smell it from one side to the other. And I was like, yo, whoever that is, like, y'all niggas are really fucking dangerous out here. Like, nigga really got the nerve to be out here partying and staying on the dance floor smelling like that and mingling around. Like, that shit was wild. And the thing is, wherever I didn't go in the club, wherever I went in the club and didn't smell that, it smelled like flat iron wherever I was. Like, God damn, y'all niggas either smell like a flat iron or smell like fucking, I don't fucking know. That shit is ridiculous. But, yeah. That shit was out of control. And the reason I'm telling y'all this is Black clubs might get shot up and shit. Well, not all the time. That's a that's a nah. I don't know. It's it's stupid niggas everywhere you go though. But black clubs might have the reputation for getting shot up all the time. But I mean, like at least everybody in there fucking got cologne on, fucking everything. It's like you never gonna be completely pleased. If you gonna be uncomfortable. And a bunch of niggas gonna be looking like they about to fight and start shooting. Or you gonna be in a safe environment to smell like goddamn cheese. I guess you gotta pick you gotta pick your poison, basically. It's gonna be something to make you not wanna be there whenever you go to the club. It's never gonna be a perfect night. Something is gonna make you wanna leave. Which I guess is good, because you never be that nigga who stay until closed. Don't never be that nigga. That's some weird shit to be. Even though I was that nigga at least three, four times in my life. Niggas ain't had nothing to do. And shit, when I was coming straight out of high school, I thought that's what niggas did. Thought niggas stayed at the club until it closed. But little did I know, one... All the pretty girls usually leave around 12 or 1. And basically, don't nothing cool happen after that. Ain't no reason to be there after that, you know. Pretty girls ain't staying out at damn 3, 4 in the morning. That's when you left with the uglies. That's when you left with the leftovers. The shit everybody else ain't want. Like, oh, hell, this is what I got to choose from. But, yeah, I say that to say this long-ass conversation just to say deodorant is mandatory because I went to that white people club and I was fucking flamboasted, bamboozled, hoodwink, led astray. Yeah, I wish I hadn't smelled that. But all in all, without that, it was a good night. But man, it's spring now and nigga, it's still cold. Well, it was warm for a little bit. It was actually hot for a little bit. And next thing you know, winter done came back around like a damn, like a nigga that forgot his coat. That nigga came back. Oh, hold on. I forgot one more thing. That shit crazy, man. Got a nigga freezing out here. And it's about to be April in a little bit. But speaking of it being hot, 
I went on Instagram because I needed some insight from from my damn followers and shit, whatever you want to call these. Whatever we want to call these backstabbers. I went and asked, is NASCAR a real sport? Because it came up again in my workplace. And I was pleased to see that 65% said no. Because nigga, it ain't. The hell you going to relate that to an actual sport and what these niggas be doing out here? Football, basketball, baseball, soccer. The hell you going to relate that to actual active sports? Like, nigga, you driving. I know you driving hella fast. And I know it might be, it might be, say, hard to control a car going that fast for regular people. But, I mean, realistically, nigga, you just going round and round and round and round and round the whole damn time. You're really not doing nothing. I mean, you just driving. And the thing is, this is something white people use to get back at black people and Hispanic people for dominating their sports. Because, you know, back in the day, niggas weren't allowed to play. It was an all-white people sport, and that's why it sucked ass, and that's why Babe Ruth, white people love him for some reason. They say he like the best baseball player, but that nigga didn't even play with them damn people from the Dominican Republic. That nigga ain't no real baseball player. He'll hit home runs with balls thrown by white people all day long. That nigga ain't, he ain't seen one of them real pitchers. So, yeah. That's what I would say. That's just, you know... I mean, I don't know what it is about, you know, jeans and all that, but, like, black people, all the basketball and football, they dominating those sports. Dominating. Take all the black people out of them sports and see who watch it now. See how entertaining it is. The biggest names in these sports and the most entertainment in these sports are from black people. Which is why, of course, I don't think NASCAR is a sport because that's the only thing that white people still got. Because black people don't want to do that shit. Like, they'll let us have, they got to, they got to let us have all the physical stuff now. Ain't no way they're going to get that back. Ain't no way them, them, uh. What's a white what's a white basketball player? Ain't no way Dirk whatever his last I don't want to say his last name and fuck it up in front of all y'all. Dirk N, I know it start with an N. I don't want to say nothing else. But yeah, you really think this nigga gonna be more entertaining than LeBron James? Than LeBron James. Or Zion, nigga, Zion coming out of college, man, that's like the most entertaining nigga in sports right now. It don't get no more entertaining than that. That's why I hate seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl every damn year. Such a fucking boring team, man. It's like they don't have, that shit is stupid to me.
I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Can't stand that shit. But, like I was saying, in baseball, the kids from the Dominican Republic came, you know, they came and fucked shit up. Y'all ain't never getting that back. Them niggas, them niggas was born, them niggas was born with a baseball and a damn glove. Ain't no getting that back. So, you got these people. They done took back base, basketball and football. Baseball is gone. So they figured, well, we still got golf. Then here comes fucking Tiger Woods. Biggest name in golf ever. Nigga, name one person in golf other than Tiger Woods. You can't fucking do it. Name any golfer who won anything before you heard Tiger Woods' name, who came before Tiger Woods' time. You can't fucking do it. Won't nobody watching golf until Tiger Woods. This nigga came and changed the damn game. So they figure, fuck. First, these niggas take basketball. We let them play football. They take that. Motherfucker from Dominican Republic done took baseball. This damn half Korean, half black nigga done took golf single-handedly. But we still got tennis. And then here comes Serena and Venus Williams, nigga. Come to fuck y'all shit up. Thing is, so messed up. They don't nobody even watch the dudes uh, tennis no more. Ain't nobody interested in that. Ain't not now nigga interested in seeing that. So that's like how don't nobody watch the WNBA and everybody watch the NBA. Everybody watch the girls because of Serena. And don't nobody watch the dudes. And the thing, I can understand their frustration, man. I'd be mad as hell, too. Because that's, that's fucking tragic. That's tragic as hell. Imagine, damn, your girl leaving you for a dude. And you like, yeah, that nigga can't whoop my ass, though. And then that nigga whoop your ass. Then you're like, damn. Shit. The nigga don't look better than me, and then that nigga look better than you. Whatever. That nigga ain't got more money than me, and then that nigga got more money than you. It's like, fuck. This nigga just beating me in all facets of the game. I'd be pissed off, too. Then you got to kill that nigga, and then you find out he gangster. And it's like, damn. Might as well just find some somebody else. And then that's when they move. They stayed in NASCAR. They safe spot. Cause I mean, I don't really see what's so sport, what's so sportsy about NASCAR, man. It's cars. You're not doing nothing physically, realistically. Damn, it could be argued to be more dangerous than any sport, because you could fucking die like that. I'm guessing. Because I've seen a bunch of crashes, but I never heard of somebody dying. But I'm just assuming you could fucking die like that in a car going that fast. And thing is, it's like, from what I hear, everybody got the same engines now. So it's like the competition is, is trash. It's stupid. It's like, why even do it? It's like, 
Fuck. Just, I don't know. Shit is ridiculous to me, if you ask me. I don't understand it. I don't understand how you can see it as a sport. Because, like, that's like... That's like everybody having a team. And then... The point guard got to be this height. You know, center got to be this height. And everything is basically set out. And it can, it's ridiculous, man. Like, everybody got the same team. With NASCAR, really. I don't see what the what's so fun in that. I don't understand. But, you know, that's that's all they got, though. And shit, I would be interested to see what NASCAR would look like with black people involved. Because, I don't know, you might see the first damn NASCAR car with damn lights on it. Lights coming out the bottom, neon lights changing colors. See the first NASCAR with damn spinning rims. All kind of tricked out shit. I don't know. I think that would be hella interesting. But who knows if it's ever going to happen. You probably, shit, black people probably not even allowed to race. They fucking let a girl race before they let a black man race. Literally a fucking girl in NASCAR. I want to say her name. I don't want to get it wrong. But I want, you know, let me look this shit shit up. But I'm going to say before I look it up, I think her name is Danica Patrick. I'm pretty sure I heard heard this name before. But I'm going to look it up just so just so you know we know for sure. I'm going to look up who Dan or is it Dana Patrick? I don't fucking know. No, it's Danica. Danica Patrick. America racing driver. See, I was fucking right. I know my shit. Know my shit better than anybody else. But, yeah, basically, you know, they moved to that because I guess they seen no no way to win. There is no way to win, which is mostly what Get Out was about. You know, basically the gist of Get Out. Is that damn these niggas are so good? Let's start being these niggas. So, yeah, that's why I say NASCAR ain't a sport. There's no really physical shit going into it, man. It's just it's NASCAR. You NAS and you car, and that's it. And the thing is, if you say that to a white person. They first argument going to be, do you know how hot that suit is they got to wear? Do you know how hot it is, bitch? Do you know how hot a fucking full damn shoulder pads, helmet, jersey, under shit, your fucking pads, your pants, and your pads, cleats, long socks? You know how fucking hot all that is? And then you playing in like 90 degree weather in September when the season first start in Florida. You crazy as hell. And you got to run? And first off, they in them hot suits, but it ain't no windows on the car. 
So all they feel is air coming through. That's just straight air. So they getting some kind of breeze. They ain't just hiding there. The damn fireproof suit. Like, nigga. And then they want to talk about how hard it is to control the car. But that's it. Controlling the car, that's it. Driving, controlling the car, okay. You think that's more difficult than physically manhandling another man to get past this man. Now you got two men on you. You got a man handle both of these men. Like, hell no. It's, it's easier than catching the ball. Bitch, football ain't just catching the ball. It's stopping a nigga who damn six foot seven from catching the ball. You think you could do that shit? And you fucking five foot nine. And you got to stop a nigga that's six seven from catching the ball. You got to have amazing hops. And the thing that's crazy is that shit actually happens all the time. All the damn time. But NASCAR, so then they they just won't let that go. Won't let it go at all. And they will not let you win the damn conversation. They talk about how hot it is and fucking hot weather in the car. Like, nigga, if NASCAR is a sport, then I'm the most athletic nigga in the world because I had a car with no AC in the summer a few years back. And that was the hottest summer of all time. Summer 2016, nigga. Nigga was out there in the car, burning up like a motherfucker. My back was wet every day. Every day I got in that car, my shirt was wet, my back was wet like hell. Crazy. And you gotta, you talking about going places. Like, nigga, you can't walk into a restaurant and your back sweaty like that. That shit, it was hard to live, nigga. Living was hard in 2014. That's why I don't see how niggas be saying, oh, that was the best summer. Not for me, nigga. Speak for yourself. That shit was a struggle for me. You can kiss my ass. I never go back there. Never. You couldn't pay me to go back in 2016. Not the summertime. Never do that again. But yeah, so if that's the case, then nigga, I'm an athlete then. Where are my millions of dollars? I was sitting in that hot ass car. It's just it it just blows my mind that people actually think it's a sport. But that's just white people shit. That's the most boring shit. Goes around and around and around and around. Is there a sport that white people really fuck with and dominate? I've heard someone say rugby before, but that's just one. I don't even think they have that. I never seen it in America. And two, that's because it's, really, that shit is really kind of retarded. You know, football is already kind of retarded because you basically running full speed into another nigga trying to knock him down. Y'all like a bunch of fucking, like a bowling pins and shit trying to knock each other down, basically the gist of it. And you going full speed, hitting each other in the head, giving each other brain damage. And now y'all want to take all the protection off and say it's tough? There's a thin line between being tough and being brave and then being a jackass. 
And I think that one is right on the on the cusp of being a jackass. So basically, more of the story is NASCAR ain't a sport. And I'm sorry, cause I noticed that this whole episode has really been targeting white people. I'm sorry, white people. I didn't plan it to be this way. This just the shit, just the way the shit came out. Sorry. I try, because speaking of all that, Us movie. Us, the highly anticipated, whatever the fuck, I don't know, we ain't about to do this. Um, Us, a lot of niggas was like, they ain't like it. I don't know why. I have no idea why. But, that drove me, it drove me to do a poll on my Instagram and ask everybody, what did you think of the movie? And most niggas said they liked the movie. Most, some people said they liked it. Some people said it was alright. And a few people said they didn't like it. But, I think it was, a, it was a good movie, man. It was a good movie. I don't understand how it's not a good movie. It might not a, you might not be buying a twist. But, I mean, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. And, if you didn't see it yet, you could go ahead and turn this off because I'm about to start talking about it and spoil this shit for y'all. So if you ain't see it and you don't want to hear about it, then uh, stop listening right now because I'm about to talk about this shit. So in the movie, basically, do I really want to do this? It's a lot of explaining. I don't know if I really... Hold on, let me rethink because I don't know if I really want to talk about this whole... You know, fuck it, let's go. Let's let's get it because I'm from the streets. Um, basically, the beginning of the movie, she a little girl, and she with her dad. You know, her dad and her mom at the carnival, they playing games, giving the prizes and shit. He give her a Michael Jackson Thriller t-shirt, because this is back in 1986. And first off, all y'all people saying it was inappropriate to have Michael Jackson in the movie, because of that, uh... Leaving Neverland bullshit. Nigga, first off, this movie was shot way before. And second, fucking, that's bullshit anyway. There was no facts. It's a bunch of bullshit. That's why them niggas is getting sued. Not for money, though, just for apology or whatever the fuck. Anyway. Yeah, so, said in 1986, so. Oh, damn. Um, the girl, her mom basically kept telling this nigga, hey, I'm about to go to the bathroom, watch her, make sure she don't go nowhere. He said, all right, sure enough, this nigga start playing the game, this bitch just wanders off. Hard-headed ass children. And people not watching their kids. Basically, the message in the movie is watch your damn kids. That's what I got from it. Watch your damn kids. So she wanders off, goes into this little mirror house, and sees a girl that looked like her, and then she looks shocked, and then it cut to the next scene. And then it shows her daddy talking to the therapist, talking to the therapist, and her mom talking to the therapist, and they basically like, she ain't talking no more. They don't know what happened or what she saw, but she just ain't saying nothing about it. 
<clears throat> so basically, that was it. Fast forward. She so a grown up. She got a family. And yeah, and uh, she was on the beach. And there was a white lady, and she was like, you know, trying to talk to her, trying to be social. And she was like, oh, I'm not really social. I don't really, I just don't like to talk like that, basically. And, you know, she kept feeling, she's scared of the beach, by the way, because, you know, that's where, you know, the whole situation happened. That's where the carnival was, like, on the fucking beach. Never seen no shit like that before, but whatever. I don't know where they was. I want to say they was, like, in California, but anyway. Anyway, so damn. <sighs> Yawn. How was yawning? Damn. Anyway. Go to damn, uh. Go to the fucking house. And she, she just talking about how scary, you know, she feel in the house and how she don't feel safe in the house and whatever. And, uh. Next thing you know, them niggas show up. And this is where you start to fast forward, because, you know, niggas show up, they running away, and then uh, they get away. And then you find out it's not just them. Everybody got, like, a little clone. Because the white people that they was with on the beach, you know, they fucking, they had their clones, and they got their asses murked. And, uh... Yeah, so they running and running, running away. And then at the end, you know, she going down where the lady is. And apparently the lady stay, obviously, in the um, little mirror house that she was in when she was uh, younger. So she go there, have a fight with the lady. The lady basically telling her about everything. Telling her about the whole rundown and how she came with the idea. And then, um, she kills the lady. And then you find out, damn, uh, you find out that, um, at the end of the movie, that the main girl actually wasn't the little girl from the beginning. The little girl, it shows a part where a little girl from the beginning. When she see the girl that looked like her and she looked shocked, <clears throat> she looked shocked. <clears throat> the bitch choke her and drag her in there with her. And it's like some insane asylum downstairs. So she take her there, switch clothes, she put on the thriller jacket and uh, just walks out and pretends to be her for the rest of her life. So really, the lady that was coming to kill them was coming to kill them because... This bitch trapped her down there. So really, she wasn't in the wrong. You know, it's basically like, you know, how people thought Killmonger wasn't bad and whatever. But yeah, <clears throat> that's basically what happened. And it makes sense because none of the people could talk. None of the people that was coming, killing people could talk at all. And she was the only one who could talk. So it makes sense as to why she could talk. But her voice was real fucked up. And obviously her voice was fucked up because she got the shit choked out of her when she was little. She put her in the damn guillotine chokehold. Probably crushed the windpipe or whatever. 
Anyway, the um, you know, it makes sense as to why the main character, you know, they was like she was acting weird when her parents were talking to the therapist, and you know she wasn't talking. And then she was on the beach, and the lady's like, "Oh, you're not social and shit." And she was like, "I just don't like to talk," you know, because she had to learn English and all that shit. And she she still gotta adjust to you know talking and shit. But yeah. So basically, was having a debate. The underlying message was, it's obviously about class. And the people that was killing people was obviously lower class people. You know, whether, not just fucking black people, you know, white and black, lower class people. And, um, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out, was the meaning, like, for actually lower class Americans or was it for like immigrants? Cause that's also that's also up in the air because when they first came to the house and they had tied the whole family up, they was like, What are you? And she was like, We're Americans. And I was like, What the fuck would she say we're Americans? Who the fuck says that? And you know, because, you know, it's the argument, immigrants are still American because, you know, they're living here the whole damn time. That whole shit. So it's an argument to be had. Who knows? Somebody got to talk to the damn director himself, Peel. Talk to his ass to find out, even though he probably ain't going to give you no straight answer. But all in all, I think it was a good movie. I was surprised that the stuff actually made sense now when you look back at it. It's one of the movies that you probably got to look back and um, probably got to look back and watch again to catch everything that you didn't catch before. But, you know, I don't watch scary movies like that, so that was a one-time thing for me. I ain't about to watch that shit again. Uh, yeah, but all in all, I think it was a good movie. I think niggas just don't understand. I think when niggas understand, you know... The whole story, you know, they'll understand the movie. And I think it was funny that she put the Thriller jacket on and it basically ended like Thriller. I don't know if you y'all niggas remember at the end of the Thriller video when the bitch thought it was Michael Jackson and it was really the zombie Michael Jackson. But yeah. But yeah, I guess it was basically, you know, showing equal opportunity. She just wanted... You know, equal opportunity is everybody else. And it could also be about the damn prison system. Well, could it? I don't fucking know. I got to think about that a little bit more. I shouldn't have said that shit out loud. I don't know why I did that. Now I look stupid if the shit don't make sense. I should have made sure it made sense before I said it. But anyway, yeah, damn, uh, whatever the fuck I just said. Oh, yeah, equal, you know, having an equal opportunity, even though you lower class and stuff like that. Because she won't trying to ruin her life or nothing. She was just trying to live the life like them. Because they was having them niggas eating rabbits and shit like that. Shit was wild. But, yeah, I feel like it was a good movie and niggas is tripping. But that's up for debate. On to the next topic.
And alright, well, we're going to end this show with, um, I asked a few a question on Instagram. Well, I ain't asked a question on Instagram. I posted to let people ask their questions or just say some random shit because I don't give a fuck. So, yeah, so I'm going to read off some of these questions that I got or statements or random shit or what have you. And the first one is, uh, these nuts. <clears throat> then the type of, this is the type of followers I got. Nigga came on here and just commented these nuts. Didn't say nothing. Nothing like that. Just said these nuts and went on about his day. Not much after that. Not much to explain. The nigga just said these nuts. Moving on. The next one says. Is it gay? It's a, it's a it's a question. I'm not going to call the man out. I don't know if he want me to say his name. Asked the question. He said, is it gay to say your own ass looks fat? And I'm here to say, of course not, Black King. Some of us got a little extra junk in the trunk. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You should be proud of your junk in the trunk, my man. Black King now. Shit. Some of us were blessed. With the thickness, you know? So be be proud of that, king. Young black king. And flaunt it around. Flaunt that around. It is not gay to say you have a fat ass as a man. Facts are facts. What, I'm supposed to just say I don't got a fat ass because it make y'all feel uncomfortable? Because that shit sound gay? If I got a fat ass, I got a fat ass, right? We being grown men about it, right? Shit. It ain't gay. Nigga, this just facts. I got a fat ass. So I'm going to say that shit. You know why? Because I got a fat ass. Everybody can see it. This shit ain't fucking... You ain't need a magnifying glass to see this. You ain't, it ain't hard to find out. Y'all thinking it anyway. Y'all saw me when I walked in like, damn, that nigga got a fat ass. Why is he a nigga with a fat ass like that? Yes, nigga. Yeah. So, conclusion, it is not gay. To say you have a fat ass, young black king. You should be proud of that. A lot of girls can't even get that. But you obtained it. You obtained it, my friend. So be proud. And, uh... Third question. Why your breath smell like wolf pussy? Okay, this show is fucking over. I can't stand these niggas. I can never have fun. Niggas won't never let me have shit. Y'all niggas ain't shit. You never worth shit, and you ain't never ever gonna be shit. Can't stand y'all niggas. But, um, that was it. It's the kind of followers I got. That's what they think of me. Making fun of my life. Niggas to really ask me some real... Some real informational shit. Some shit they really want to know. But niggas want to make something of me. <laughs> can't stand y'all niggas. But that's it for episode eight. I'll see y'all niggas next time. Hopefully it's hot outside next time we do this shit. And I plan on having a guest at some point. I don't know when, but I'm not opposed to having a guest. You know, I'm not purposely not having a guest. It just ain't happened yet. The mood ain't set yet, you know. You got to let it happen. But yeah, that is it.
I'll see y'all on episode 9. This has been episode 8 of Talk is Cheap, and I'm broke as fuck. It's your great pal, Diesel Don't Give a Fuck, and I'll holler at y'all niggas. Keep it 100 in these streets.